You are listening to Your Money with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank. If you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Your Money with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. Would you believe me if I told you that God cares about making sure that you have enough money? What would you say if I told you that regardless of the amount in your bank account and the bills that you have due, that you have everything you need? You may disagree, but God has some surprising things to say about money. On this show, I'm going to share specific revelation to free you financially and put you into the financial driver's seat in your life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, or even where you're at right now. God wants to partner with you and help you in your situation. So why not consider what I have to say in the next 30 minutes? You may hear something that could revolutionize the entire course of your life. You've got nothing to lose, so let's begin. Hey, I'm Apostle Dwayne. I'm back uh, now with Your Money with Apostle Dwayne. Okay, so um, one of the things that, that God has really laid on my heart and I, and I think it was probably just because of the amount of struggle that he put me through where money was concerned. Not that I had an issue with liking money or wanting money or anything. Money's not important to me in that regard, but just struggle. And what's normal for us as black people is struggle. But here we are, so many of us are are Christians and 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 believers in the word of God and we know God we hear God we see God and yet the instruction that we're getting we just only thing that's happening is our pockets keep getting lighter why isn't it working out why isn't it that you know I sowed this seed and this comes back to me and and all this other stuff why is all that stuff not working out like that well the answer is because Part of it is you're being lied to. You're being lied to. A lot of the people who you're trusting are not telling you things that they would do. For instance, you go up to anyone who says to you, if you sow a seed into my deal, God's going to bless you back. And then, and especially if they use the one uh, where, where Isaac sowed his seed into the, into the soil and that year reaped a hundredfold harvest. Well, no, Isaac sowed his seed into his soil. So if someone says that to you, you say, great. Okay, sow into me so you can get back for that ministry. Go ahead. Let's do it. Give me some money so that you can be blessed. If God told you to do this and it requires a certain amount of money and and, and you, you need miraculous money to do that, then you start sowing into me. You sow into me and everybody else here. You give all of us money and see if that money comes back to you to accomplish that thing that you said. And what they're going to say is it don't work like that because it doesn't. 
Isaac sowed his seed into his soil, into his soil. He owned that land. And then he went and bought the seed with his money. And then he spent the labor to put the seed in the ground in his land. And then when that when the crop came up, then he spent the money to harvest it and take it to market. And so he could get a hundredfold harvest. There was a lot of money that had to be spent up front. He had to invest in himself to get that harvest out. You're not going to get money and change your life by investing in other people first. It's not like it doesn't work like that. You have to invest in yourself. You got to put into the bank of you. You take the labor that you have, the strength that you have, the energy that you have, the drive that you have, the knowledge that you have. And you go work in some place. You know, a lot of times we're working in places where, where we're not really appreciated and, we're, you know, people don't want to promote you and stuff. You got to deal with a lot of stress to get the money that you're getting. Well, don't just leave it there. Get that money and then get some, you know, and, and, and set aside some of that money. Don't go spend it all on 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 stuff and clothes and everything and getting your hair did and and all this other stuff and 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 tie yourself to that place that you hate where they don't appreciate you. No, you go there so that you can get the money so that you can buy a field and then buy seed to put in the field. So then you can buy the tools to to put it to put the seed in the field and then you can buy the tools to cu to cultivate the crop as it's in the field. And then as the Lord sends rain and sun, then that thing grows up. You can't do it without him sending the rain and the sun. But you got to do your part. If you didn't take your money and then go buy a field. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk to you about is there's a proverb. Oh, darn it, what is this? Proverb 24, I think, 7. It says, uh, do your outside work. Then... Um, do your outside work, then in your field. Do your outside work, then buy your field. Afterwards, build your house. Okay, um, I'm going to look that up. I'll, I'll talk about that on the next um, your money, which is going to be Tuesday next week. Uh, do your outside work. Get your field. Okay, so the outside work. Working for someone else, that's your outside work. When you when you go to the job that you're working and you're working there uh, as an employee, that's outside work. You're probably working for someone else. 99% of us are working for someone else. Well, that is not just so you can live off of that. You you you're you're doing that so that you that's your first stream of income but you don't own it. If you don't own the place where you work, it's not your, it shouldn't be your only stream of income. Okay. Uh, and so that's your first stream of income. Then you want to look entrepreneurially, which I covered before and in, in, in the, in the last broadcast, just a few minutes ago in business with apostle Dwayne, you, you find things that you can do that's your own. So now you're, you've got two streams of income. But if you've got five, 10 streams of income, you can allow and if and if and if each one is making the same amount of money, let's say you're making forty thousand dollars a year on your job, but you got seven other streams of income that are making the same amount of money. If they fire you, you still good. 
But how are you going to get those other streams of income? You got to think entrepreneurially. You got to see opportunity and seize it. Okay. And so, and so it's very important that you don't just throw away the money. You got a lot of people who want to manipulate you into throwing away your money and, 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 and being charlatanized right out of it, picking your pocket. And you can't afford that. You have to be shrewd. We have to be shrewd with our money. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's just, that's, that's very important. All right. So now, oh yeah, I need to mention that. Um, okay. All right. So, so there's something I told you I was going to mention in one of the Just Truth broadcasts uh, last week uh, and really leading up till now. I've said there was something I was going to talk about, which is money's everywhere. And it is. It is. Right now, a lot of times, a lot of times when, when you're, let's say, stressed about money. And the question is, uh, you know, it takes me a certain amount a month to live or a certain amount of money a month to live, but I'm far less than that. And you can't see how to make the, the ends meet. Make the end of last month, meet the end of the next month. And a lot of times it's because our thinking hasn't we, we we just can't see all the opportunity all the money so i'm going to take you on a little exercise right now and i'm going to show you that there's a billion dollars in the room where you're at right now i don't care if you're in a hotel or you're in a jail there's a billion dollars in that room where you're at want me to show you okay so let's say you're in a house or an apartment. Everything there, you're probably sitting in a chair. If the chair is made of wood, you know how many industries that's representing? You have the forestry industry. You got land where that where that tree was grown. You got the people who are chopping down the, the trees. You got the people who are transporting the chopped down trees. You got the tools for chopping the trees down. You got the tools for transporting the trees. You got the tools and the industries that make the equipment for the tools. Billions of dollars. You know how much money it takes to make a chainsaw? You know how many different industries you got there? You got mining. You had, had to have mining for the steel, for the chain, and for the blade that the chain runs on. You have to have uh, mining to get the steel to make the engine. You have to have your gas you know, uh, the oil and gas industry for the fuel, or even if it's, let's say it's electric, you still got to have resources and chemicals to make the batteries. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it, and, and then you have to have the electrical power plants or, or the solar companies, you know, someone's making the solar panels or the, the wiring. There you go. There's, there's iron and the, the ore again for the, for the copper and the, and the, uh, you know, and the different metal elements that are used to make the wires. And what about the plastics? The plastics that, that cover the wires so that one wire doesn't short out against another. 
that's again that comes back to the oil and gas chemical industries so there's so there's billions of dollars in the chair that you're sitting in and if we look at the carpet we look at the 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 structure of the building you look at the paint you look at the drywall you look at the doors you look at the the ceiling the ceiling fan there's the the phone that you're holding whatever you're watching this on billions of dollars money's everywhere money is everywhere i promise you if you're in jail right now uh let's say you're in a jail where it's it's all concrete and bars and um and and whatnot you know how much money is in that concrete Do you know how much money it takes to build a jail Do you know how much money it takes to keep people in jail you still got to feed them okay so you got the steel for the uh or let's let's start the ground you got the you got the ground you got the the land is worth money you got the the concrete to to make the place you got the steel to to for the bars all those same industries represented you got um uh the the uniforms for the inmates and the guards you got the 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 weapons you got the you know there's just money everywhere there's food people have to have food you got the sewage treatment there's 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 money going into and out of that building and then the the government pays a certain amount of money for housing an inmate uh there's an old statistic from back in the 90s i'm not sure how close it is now but it was like you know in federal prison it takes like fifty thousand dollars to house one inmate for one year that's more than it takes now to get a college degree in a lot of places and so and that's just for one year what about these people who had 10 15 20 30 years life okay and then you've got the 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 courthouse how much money it takes for that the police cars the the guard towers the, the razor wire the 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 bulletproof glass industry everywhere there's money everywhere and there's money being paid for you to be in that place okay and so money is everywhere once you get the understanding that money's everywhere then you begin to see money everywhere now sometimes like let's say again with the analogy i started with it's it's you need you're you've got a 500 shortfall between now and the end of the month well sometimes that's a little tough but what you want to do excuse me what i suggest you do is become overemployed a lot of times we we get settled into you know i work 40 hour work week well i mean if you gotta work a work another 40 hour work week on top of that i know people you know you know i myself have gone you know worked at times where i only got like a few hours sleep i do that now i just get a few hours sleep here and there because i've got stuff that i have to do and i and i only got a certain amount of time to get it done and and so i'm just on the grind you know and and if you're young let me just tell you when you're young your back is never going to be any stronger you got no reason to not be just be hanging it out so if you gotta if it takes you two jobs three jobs four jobs five jobs whatever you got to do be overemployed get extra your job is to get extra because 
um, that kind of mentality, that tenacious, I'm going to get extra mentality will keep you from going broke. Okay. And you will give yourself excess. Now, let me tell you, uh, so, so money's everywhere. All right. And, um, you know, get overemployed. Okay. There's another thing I want to talk to you about. A lot of times we don't really understand money. Okay. Well, money is, there's a, there's a word that's called power. Power is the ability to act. It's like, like, uh, like you got horsepower. Horsepower is the ability to, to, to do work. So let's say your car's got 500 horsepower. Then that means that it's got a certain amount of power to do the work of moving that car quickly. Okay. And so power is the ability to act. Well, with money comes a certain amount of power. With the lack of money comes, uh, or, or there is, comes the lack of a certain amount of power. And so the more money you have that you understand what to do with it, the, the more power you can have and influence. Let me, let me give you an example. Right now, a lot of times in black community, uh, and I was just looking at something just yesterday, uh, it was talking about how the Democratic Party doesn't do anything for black people, and neither does the Republican Party. Nobody does anything for black people on, in general. But they, but the one thing they do do is they get your vote. They come in and campaign. They make you a bunch of promises. And, but when they, but once they get elected, they begin to do what the people who spent the most money to help them get the votes say. They're not doing what the people who gave them the votes say. They're doing what the people who gave them the money to get in front of the people to get the votes say. So without financial power, political power is an illusion. What we have to start focusing our attention on is getting the money that gives you political power. Okay. And so for that, you need to be industrious. You need to, uh, you know, to, to learn to, to move money, pool money. And, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything illegal. I'm just saying you need, you need to understand that, you know, with a certain amount of economic power, political power just comes with that. Okay. And so, and so, you know, money's necessary in the, in the scripture, it says in life, there's an abundance of problems, but money handles them all. And it's just talking about just regular life In life. There's an abundance of problems, but money handles them all. Now, why would God put that in the scripture? It's because he wants you to know about the power that comes from having money. I'll give you another example. When the children of Israel left Egypt, they went into Egypt with money. And then they grew there. They were enslaved and they, they were stripped of their money. But when God brought them back out, he didn't bring them out broke. He told them, borrow from all the people there. Ask them for gold and everything else. I'm going to give you favor that they're going to give you whatever you need. And so when you leave, you're going to spoil them. And that's what happened. Why did he not? Why did he even mention that? Why did he tell them that? 
because he cares about you having enough money. He knew that they were going to be out in the desert and he knew that he was for 40 years, he was going to provide wind and rain and all that other stuff. But there was other things that they're going to, uh, I'm sorry, that he was going to provide food and water and, and whatnot. But, but he also knew there were some other things that they needed. And there's some other things that are a sign of being blessed. Okay. And the problem with a lot of us is the reason we're not blessed or the, or the reason we're not financially solid or, or whatever, it's not because we're not blessed. It's because we're giving away the blessing. I remember one time years ago, I had uh, I was in a severe financial trial. And at the time, I was still young in the faith. And I was watching all these televangelists and people talking. And some guy came on and said, you know, if you sow a seed, you know, and, and he was talking about someone who was in trouble and they needed the, the, and, the, and what they needed to, to pay was more than they had. And so they, they took what they had and sowed a seed and then what they needed came back to them. And at the time I was in a desperate situation. I had a bunch of bills due and, and uh, I only had enough money to pay a couple of them. And so instead of paying those couple bills, I sent some money to, to this, to this person. And, uh, and then those things, those things got turned off. They got turned off and I was like, you know, I was just, I was just beside myself with the Lord. I was like, Lord, what's, what's going on here? Why'd you let this happen? You saw I sowed the seed, you know, I asked you for the money to pay these bills. And he told me, I gave you the money. He told me, I gave you the money. And then it took it a minute, took me a minute, but then I understood what he said. He did give me the money, but, I, and, but I gave it to the wrong person instead of paying the bill. It took years before I unlearned that lesson correctly. First, I thought I gave it to the wrong person. Then I thought that I, um, you know, another, you know, just, it took a while for him to beat it into my head. That is my responsibility to pay my bills. And that when he gives me money, it's my responsibility to use it wisely and to invest it in, in all these other things. It's my responsibility. What I do with it, good or bad, is me. And a lot of times we're going through hard things. Let's say you're in some place tough right now. You're going through some hard things. And um, and you're like, Lord, why? Why am I going through this? And then you went to another one, and the last one I just came out of. And and it's because nothing teaches you. Now, this is this is what the Holy Spirit gave me. Nothing really beats something into your head and drives it home like loss or consequences someone can tell you everything in the world they can give you all kinds of great principles but when you have to suffer the consequences those consequences man they just whoop your behind and you cry and you go to sleep and you wake up and they whoop you again until you learn that lesson those, those consequences will ride you right into the ground ride you they'll just ride you and beat you behind until you learn that lesson that's why some of y'all you know some people who hear me you know they're in jail that's because you wouldn't learn anywhere else god had to send you to jail for you to learn something that that is 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 clearly evident to a five-year-old whose fault is that whose fault is it that your will was so hard that you had to be put in prison or in jail to finally 
here. You know, and it's 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 sad. It's sad, but but the quicker you learn, the quicker you learn, the less trouble you bring on yourself to have to learn. Now you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have consequences regardless, but if you learn quicker, you save yourself some of that. I you know, there's an old saying um I used to hear you know, a hard head makes a soft behind. And, and I got to tell you, you know, my behind is so tender now. You just tell me, don't beat me over the head with nothing. I'm looking for learning. That's a, There's a change that happened. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to where I'm at right now because I, I just refuse to learn. Believe me, I'm a I'm a I'm a studier. I want to know. I want you to give me your book. OK, um, so. So I've shared with you a few principles of money but let me let me give you another one i was thinking about before i came on this broadcast right now in the black community and and again my ministry you know god has sent me to us right now in the black community nationwide on average in the neighborhoods where we're predominantly there they're the poorest neighborhoods in the worst infrastructure you got the most criminals and 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 indigent people and everybody living there do you realize that that's all money? Do you realize that that's money that, that that's determined that? Let, let me give you, a, let me say it in a different way. If it was the most expensive place in the world to live in your neighborhood, where it's at right now, and only people made, who could make a certain amount of money could live there, there wouldn't be any crack houses. There wouldn't be any dope dealers. There wouldn't be any... Um, uh, you know, um, homeless people there, they couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford to be there. The key to changing our circumstances in our places is not getting other people to do stuff for us. It's us uplifting these places to the point where only those who are uplifting can afford to even be around there. Then you can tell the, um, the city, we want our streets clean this many times a week. And by the way, I want my company to get that contract. You see what I'm saying? You know, uh, right now in the world, one of the places uh, that's that's got the, one of the most, the strongest financial places in the world right now is China. Do you know how China got that way? China has a billion people. And they said, well, we'll let companies come in and pay our people very low wages and so these companies come in they set up industry and and they built factories they took factories that they had in their own company countries packaged them up shipped them over there and set them up there so they could pay these low wage labor to china's billion people and so it started out to here they got this this massive labor force that's making very little money but because you got so many people this is still a lot of money and incrementally over time, what happens is the labor goes up and, and, th and that place becomes so competitive. Now you got to go find someplace else cheap. Where's the new place where you can find cheap labor to, to and cheap land and stuff like that? Well, in the United States, you're sitting on it. You're sitting on a place. You're, you're, our, our labor is depressed. They pay us less per, per hour than anybody else in the country virtually. Our, our neighborhoods, you want to know why so many companies come in and set up neighborhoods, 
set up businesses in your neighborhoods is because it's cheaper. We need to take advantage of our the fact that our our positioning we're sitting on these gold mines for everyone else they, and and what they do is they come and they set these businesses up in our neighborhoods and supply work so, and 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 provide services to us a lot of times and then they take it home to someplace else the money doesn't even stay there we have to begin to put those things in our own neighborhoods and move strategically and then uplift those neighborhoods uplift our income uplift everything until it's, it's till until it's too expensive to stay there they they got to go somewhere else you see so it's not it's not no one's going to change nothing no it, no one's coming no one's coming to help we've got a 400 year history in this in this country you know uh we've got people who got involved to get us help get us out of slavery so they didn't have to you know get judged but but after that you're on your own and 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 to a degree that's you know fine don't give us anything just don't stop us from getting but i have to tell you there's so much opportunity right at your feet right in front of you there's right in front of you i promise you you know but but the first thing but Okay, let me say it a different way. There's opportunity if you can see it. And if you're willing to grab it and if you're willing to, to go after it. I'm not saying that everyone, I'm not, I'm I'm telling you, nobody's gonna be fair with you. Don't expect anyone to be fair. Don't expect anybody to be fair, but at the same time, overcome. Understand that this is this is what it is. It's not gonna get any better unless I make it better. And if and if someone else comes along and happens to do something that's unexpected that helps me or enriches me or something like that, then great. But I'm not going to wait for a promise when I can go get it. You can go get it. You can go get it. First thing, look for ways to be overemployed. If you're if you're if you're in lack, look for ways to be overemployed. Go find a second, third, fourth job. Who can you help? You know, there's there's a lot more that I had to say, but in this first one, I'm just introducing you to the to the concepts of entrepreneurial thinking between business with us with Apostle Dwayne and your money with Apostle Dwayne. Oh, there was one thing I, I told you I was gonna say, and I'm just gonna say it real quick. I forgot to mention this. Um there was a um um Right now in the black community, there's a there's a wealth gap. Get insurance, life insurance. We're all gonna die. Pass on inheritance. Don't let your generations after you start from zero. We can close the wealth gap uh, or begin to close it and set up our kids immediately. Now I got a comment. Um, even if we obey God, we die physically, yet we live for eternity in peace with God. What do we say? to these things if everything was what the world call uh, i have to read that question again dexter gist um because I, I can't really make it out right now um but i'll i'll, I'll respond to that in the next episode uh and no you know what we do here is preface is you know you know you know, God wants you to be successful here, 
but you're going to die. If you're not right with him, it don't matter. And so, you, you know, first thing you need is salvation. So that goes without saying. All right. Well, listen, that's Apostle Gwen. I'm signing out and I'll catch you next time. Thank you again for tuning into Your Money with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day.